0: I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. Necronomicon X Mortis. The Book of the Dead.
1: Your move, creep. He didn't get out
0: of the coca car!
1: I have something to say. It's better to burn
0: out than to fade away. All movie reviews and discussions contain spoilers.
1: Behind me stands Ilchester Tunnel, a throughway for the B & O Railroad for over a century. But for the past 80 years, it has become something far more sinister.
0: And the very first one that I pick up says, "Final solution." A young lady uh, identifies herself as Sophia Crane.
1: And then it got a little upsetting after that. (laughs) a little bit weird there's no cuts there's no retakes there's no calling for action there's absolutely no evidence to suggest that somebody is directing them we have the possibility that this whole thing is real and we have the possibility this whole thing is a largely plausible hoax if you're working with all these elements you can journalistically speaking you can construct your own story out of
0: whatever footage you choose to, to, to put in there. I do not believe that this video is authentic. I think there's some acting involved, and there's some effects involved. And I think that it's kind of disturbing that he feels that the only way to market this footage is to pretend it's real.
1: This has been done a thousand times before, right, and we guys. think it's a scam. I'm not the only one, it's everyone.
0: We're gonna take this footage to
1: every professional in town that we can find. Ghost hunters, mythbusters, we're going to go to the radio stations, we're going to, to the TV stations, we're going to show the footage, and we're going to saturate the market with this information.
0: Then we're going to prove to the world that Peeping Tom exists.
1: The camera doesn't lie.
0: hello everyone and welcome to shocking things Laura's with me today hi everyone and uh our last episode ten we talked about uh our favorite found footage films and found footage films that are influential in the genre and uh when we were doing that episode, we were doing research uh, we looked through uh there's a an i m d b someone wrote a top one hundred uh list of their uh favorite uh found footage films so we looked at that and then we uh we started to just laura really got went down the rabbit hole right laura watching uh found footage movies
1: yes which i always do i always try to look it up and see if i could find anything about it like ur- urban legend
0: type. yeah yeah so um she was watching a bunch i watched some with her on tubi that's like one of our new favorite channels now right the free uh app tubi yeah and uh I'm going to go through now when I was talking about the top 100 just so you could see what the people's uh, opinions are this particular author's opinions are on it um This is is by Universe 1701 is who wrote this now. Uh he put for his number 1 is Laura's pick one of hers as above so below.
1: Good choice. Uh number 2
0: we mentioned the Blair Witch Project, the original from 1999. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, we mentioned it, gave it an honorable mention, just because of how influential it was. Uh, Number seven, Paranormal Activity, which was mentioned because we really don't like the impact it had. It kind of made it just kind of cheesy for the genre. You agree, Laura? Of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) one of Laura's picks is on here. Number number 9, Quarantine from 2008. Uh, another one. Number 16, Creep from 2014. Uh, my pick is on here. Number 22, The Visit from 2015. Another one of my picks. 28, VHS from 2012. Uh, another one that we both enjoyed and we can't believe how what this got rated so low uh number 30 hell house llc from 2015 yeah what's that uh, yeah yeah i mean that's like actually yeah so I,
1: underrated.
0: and i was just reading uh just on a, another forum for uh universal uh halloween horror nights someone's asking what movie to, to recommend Someone like new into horror movies and uh, there's a bunch of people mentioning hell house llc Are you serious? yes
1: like this
0: year? I just read it today, actually. We have to go. <laughs> no, no, that's just no, just an opinion. Not that they're going to have it. Just someone oh, asking. Just yes, it. yes. But, yeah, but uh, if they pick it, we still have well, to Well, <laughs> Yes. Uh, number 46. This is one of Laura's picks. Uh, the Conspiracy from 2012. Yeah. It's an underrated one, I, I have to say. It's not as much horror, but, you know, like we said, but it, it's very good. Uh Number 75. Butterfly Kisses from 2018 is what we're going to discuss in this episode. That's why I mentioned it. And one of the reasons why, it's one of the rabbit hole movies we saw on Tubi. Um, It ranked above number 80, my number one pick, Cannibal Holocaust from 1980. So that's, to me, I'm like, okay, so how did this edge it out? Right? Yeah,
1: that's pretty crazy. So, um... Like, I thought Cannibal Holocaust would be like... Number two,
0: three. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Like> yeah, <crazy? laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's just because people don't generally think of it as found footage. So, um, so that's how. Just to give an example of why we're we're doing uh, Butterfly Kisses. Okay, so Butterfly Kisses was written and directed by Eric Christopher Myers. Um, Sophia Crane's played by Rachel Armiger. Feldman is played by Reed the Lease. Uh, uh, Mr. Folklore is played by author Matt Lake. And Gavin York is played by Seth Adam Kallak. Now, the funny thing about this is, I when I looked at the credits, the actual editor is named Gavin York. And the character, Gavin York, is an editor to some degree and filmmaker in the movie. So now, like I said, this is a found footage film, and starts off with the character Sophia Crane, you see it's black and white, she's in a room, she's talking about doing her final thesis, and this was uh, recorded in 2004, and she's covering a story on a character Peeping Tom, Uh, and she says, show this to my parents, I don't know how long it'll go without blinking. So, we're both like, okay, what's going on here, who's Peeping Tom, right Laura? (laughs)
1: Yeah, it was very vague. There was a lot of artwork in the background. Yes, his, um, character. dark. Yeah,
0: dark. Like drawings of like a character like in a top hat, like all right? in
1: black. And yep. we've and we've since decided that maybe um what is comparable to is what the Hat Man.
0: Yeah, once you um, watch more of this movie, you see more of the character. It looks like if Baba Duke, Hat Man, Slender Man, and one of the gentlemen from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, if they had a kid. Right? yeah it, it, if they had
1: a, more so the face the facial
0: yeah and it, it would look like uh the character uh, peeping tom so then it shows uh the character gavin york and he's being uh recorded now like a, a documentary on on this on his incident and the incident is he found uh in a basement a box of
1: his mother-in-law's house yes
0: Thank you, Laura. And and in the box he shows in the basement, it says, don't watch on the box. And when he opens up, it contains 40 uh, tapes, right, Uh, like 8-millimeter type recording
1: tapes. Right, which made me think of
0: Sinister. Yes, yeah, very similar to that. And uh, one of the tapes says the final solution. So he puts that in. And it shows uh, the character, Sophia Crane, acting in the same room we talked about earlier, acting, like, violent and erratic. It almost looked like she was possessed. Do you agree, Laura? Like, it looked... Definitely... Yeah, at
1: that point in the tape, she was um, going a little crazy.
0: Yeah, so that's but what I, we see.
1: I also appreciated, like, I liked how the tapes were, like, black and white. And they yep. were, like, grainy. hmm
0: Yeah, so it made a little creepier in that, in that essence. Uh, then they pop in another one called Rough Edit is the name of the tape show Sophia Crane in front of, uh, Il-trester, Ilchester, Tunnel, uh, train tunnel, um, and then Gavin, uh, says he wants to edit, uh, all these, the 40 tapes together, and he has knowledge of it because, uh, he's like Sophia Crane, he's a, a film major, went to school for that, and, uh, because she's like an art student, they were all recorded in black and white.
1: Basically, it's like a story in a story yeah yeah follow Gavin following these tapes that he's trying to get made into a major motion picture
0: so uh, some of this the the recording shows of you interviewing town people uh as a police officer like distorted like in a room uh and you know ask about their uh, their experiences with peeping Tom some think it's a hoax right Laura I mean there's all different opinions what what they've heard all these various yeah, stories all
1: different interpretations of the legend
0: so, uh, then shows a recording of, uh, the tunnel at midnight, and it, uh, if you, the whole storyline is, for the urban legend, is if you go to the tunnel at midnight, without blinking for an hour straight, Peeping Tom will appear, and once you see him, you can't unsee him. And he comes closer and closer, right, every time you blink?
1: Every time you blink.
0: And he's got long eyelashes, and that when that touches you, that's what it's it's called. I, I never knew this was an actual term, what butterfly kisses mean. I just knew it was like a country song.
1: <laughs> no, it's funny because I was singing the song for like a day straight after that because that's yeah. all I could think of is the song, Butterfly Kisses. But yeah, they said he torments you with his eyelashes, so you have no choice but to blink the last time, and then he consumes you, or you die.
0: And, uh, one of the, the people she interviews is, uh, a professor, uh, or one of her, her professors, I'm sorry, uh, Professor Wolf. and there's another, uh, person in there as well, and they, and Gavin does this investigation about these people on the tapes, he can't find a record of them existing.
1: Right.
0: So, which is interesting, and then, uh, other footage shows, uh, Sophia she has a kid I just thought this was ridiculous this part um, to go with her to record at the tunnel and he says he's a steering contest champion mm. and, and the kid and he's acting like oh like I could do this in my sleep and then the kids like he's putting his his fingers over his eyes forcing his eyelids to stay open it looks like he's gonna pass out right
1: can He makes make it to almost 15 minutes
0: yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know what the, the time frame was. Yeah, right? I mean, is
1: it possible, really, for anybody to keep their eyes open for an hour?
0: I, I don't know. If you ever saw Clockwork Orange, that's where they put those little metal things on his eyelids, right? Uh, on Alex's eyelids to <laughs> to stay open to watch the movie, right? So, I, yeah. I, I I'm guess. Not, but, yeah. like,
1: yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, I'm not going to try it anytime soon. They also had to put little uh, water in his eye, like a little drops. So, yeah, that's another thing. Are you going to dry out? Dolores is going to try this later. We're yeah. going to see how that works. So, yeah. So, that was... Um, but, yeah. But it can't be... But they have to make it hard, right? To make this character come alive. If it was that easy, you just make him just... Right? So, you got to make it a challenge, right?
1: I guess. Because there's so, very few stories, right? Yeah.
0: So, then they upload the, the footage on the computer. And then when they look at it, they see... It's, like, dark at first. And they see something at the hour uh Mark and then um the assistant Feldman he brightens it up and then you could see a character with a top hat so and he they're... like
1: materializes yeah yeah yeah
0: it was that was that was that was cool the way that was done and
1: they said the camera was like like an eye mm-hmm. because it has a shutter yep. or a flash
0: so uh so then Gavin is uh so when you know he finds these tapes and he's going through them, he wants to see how legitimate they are. So he's going to all these experts and um, you know, to see if they can debunk it. And he goes to uh, a ghost tracking group is one of them. He plays the footage for them, and they said they need more evidence to see if it's authentic. They're questioning it left. Left I mean that's pretty much what they do. They're like, Okay, well, we need more proof that this is real yeah so, it was
1: pretty accurate the way people would respond
0: yeah so they didn't just say oh wow okay this is they know how technology is and it's easy to fake things so and now the character gavin the more you see him throughout the movie uh laura said it's like he's they're purposely making him unlikable right the more right after a while the more you see yeah him. There, there,
1: a lot of interviews they're interviewing his wife and they're showing how he borrow, she borrows money from um, her mom because he can't pay the bills because he's a struggling. Um, he's Liz, a wedding, a, a wedding
0: videographer is what he does. He said he's doing that. His plan was just do that for the time being to pay the bills, and he wanted to get into you know uh, actual like you know, filming like Hollywood type. Uh, but that so didn't pan whole, out. Right.
1: So the whole movie is like a story inside a story. Um, when Gavin finds these tapes, he, and he really believes that this is true, these tapes that he found, even though he could find no record of these people, and he wants to make this into his film, and he thinks this is his big break, but he's neglecting his life and his family yeah. and just to make something of it Yes,
0: yeah, he's yeah, he's obsessed with getting his film made, so then he goes to the studio to get the the footage cleaned up and have them really put it together, because I don't think... I don't know if we just have to kind of like put tune together he's really not as knowledgeable as he thinks he is right of, of uh putting this together and editing it is that what you got out of yeah, it yeah he needs help yeah so you have to go to a professional studio for that and um basically they're talking to him and that's what you know bringing up the money and then he's kind of beating around the bush that he doesn't really have the money but he'll offer them a piece of the pie you know when this takes off and they're just like well we got to keep the lights on you gotta you gotta pay us basically mm-hmm. right and we're just like and that's when laura's like yeah this guy's ridiculous right <laughs> the more you see his interactions with people yeah and then uh and then we talk about that character is said they couldn't find uh any evidence of the professor wolf it shows uh sophia in class with uh with Professor Wolf, and her footage shows her the footage with uh, Feldman about uh, Peeping Tom appearing in the tunnel, and she's saying it's a good story for a horror movie, but she's not buying this either. She thinks it's, you know, she's making this up, basically, mm-hmm. you know. Um, now this I found interesting, because it's one of the things, I they said who he is, Matt Lake, uh, the author that uh, they did the weird US books. And I said, Is this really the guy? So I had to look online. This really was the yeah, author. Which, was fun. which oh, I okay, thought was because re- those books are cool. We look at them. Like he did Weird Pennsylvania, Weird Maryland, which is this is taking place in Maryland. Uh you know, a few of those different types of books. And when they started talking to him, talking about peeping Tom and like, have you ever heard of this? He's like, yeah, and uh, they're like, well, then why isn't it in your in your book? And he just was like, yeah, it wasn't really that important to to really just he goes, he goes, he used the term, he goes, it's fake lore instead of folklore. Hmm. So that's that's the reasoning why he said he didn't want to include it in his book. So um, then, uh, Sophia Feldman. When they go through more of their videos, they're pausing the videos where they're driving, for example, right? Just walking places, and they pause the video. You see a figure, and you see it's Peeping Tom all the way in the back, right?
1: Right. And that was that the part when they did he find out before then or after this that every time they turn the camera on and off, it uh, gets um, closer and yeah, closer. Yeah, because... I think.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that's later on they start really discovering that okay. I believe. But yeah, so that's the first thing that that they, besides the tunnel, then they start seeing more and more of them. Yeah, then they do bring that up how when they go through more and more footage, they start seeing that. Um, Then Gavin uh, talks to his wife uh, about uh, their mortgage, how their mortgage has been paid, and um, uh, all the money's missing out of their savings. Uh, And then he said, uh, basically, he's... He took all this money out to make this movie. That's... <laughs> so I don't think Laura would be excited if she found out all the money was missing <laughs> right, right from the bank account. That's that's the reasoning yeah. why. You he didn't the pay movie. the mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was many, many months that he, he didn't pay the mortgage either, right, for them the, to have an, an issue. So, uh, and he's saying the movie's going to be hit and it's going to pay for everything. That That's what he's telling her, which is yeah, ridiculous, right? That's all he thinks. Yeah, so um, that studio he went to with the editors, they they think it's bogus. They're not buying it. Uh, but then they found uh, one thing in there that was interesting. It was Morse code. And when it's decoded, it says Blink. Which was, you know, right? So it was like, okay, well, this is getting more interesting, right? Yep,
1: that's
0: a fun fact. So uh, then another expert said he feels... The black and white makes it easier to hide, you know, fake images and time Because they said the timestamp stamp shows, this is from 2004, but he says all this stuff, it makes it easier to do that. Uh, that paranormal group points out how it's possibly fake. Again, uh, they need more more evidence when they're going through it. And one asks what medication he's on. I
1: was going to bring that up. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Because I feel like... Somebody wouldn't ask that question in person or I might be completely yeah, wrong
0: yeah I, maybe I
1: don't leave the house much but I yeah. feel like that's more of like an internet question yeah
0: like they heckled him right like they heckled live him. yeah because he has like he's on a front of like a movie screen right in the in the room with people are all sitting and he's he's going through it. that that's like the setting uh that <laughs> Laura was cracking up at that right because <laughs>
1: yeah
0: so um then it shows where Sophia's going through Feldman's things and finds his diary. And has all these drawings of Peeping Tom. And then she kind of questions, like, is Feldman making this up? Is he just behind this, like, kind of, like, making up this whole thing and adding all this footage in just to screw with her? And um, while she's saying this, it shows, <laughs> while it's taking notes, Laura's like, look, look, you're missing it. And, and it shows feldman like like sleeping and in the mirror you see uh an image of peeping tom right so that that was that was cool um and then there's this other conflict they have uh with this with the footage uh sophia wins an award for a documentary and feldman didn't and he's this is like t- causes tension between them
1: yes absolutely
0: um so then another expert saying, um, the possibilities, saying is, well, either Peeping Tom could be real, or that Sophia and Thoban made this up together, or one is trying to fool the other, that, you know, the possibilities of it. There's um, a
1: lot of debunking.
0: Yeah, the, the, like, yeah, that's what we're watching. Laura goes, boy, this whole movie is all, like, 90% of it is based on, let's try and debunk this footage, right? Right. Yeah, so they're going as many, many experts as possible to see what, you know, people say. Uh, Sophia says she can't prove PB Tom is an actor in a hat. Um, now this is another thing that starts making you question things uh, at this point in the movie. Um, the camera crew uh, doing the documentary on Gavin, they bring up uh, how he has the same exact camera, Panasonic DVX-100, and that's the exact same camera that these tapes were made by Sophia and yeah, Feldman. what are the odds? Yeah, so they found that to be suspicious.
1: So even the viewer questions now. You're watching and yeah. maybe you believe Gavin. You're with him the whole time because yeah. he found these tapes. Yeah. And you believe him and now you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Were you?
0: Yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, is this guy making up this whole story? Did he pay actors to do this at this point?
1: And I actually... I wanted to read this right here where we are because we're talking about it. It was from an interview I found on Puff with the director. And he said that Butterfly Kisses, in his words, is an attempt to deconstruct the genre and ask what would happen if the films we're watching, The Blair Witch or The Last Exorcism or Paranormal Activity or any others were really... were real.
0: Yeah, so I mean, he's really... He's he's getting you to think, you know. So now, uh, then they show Feldman again, and he's really, really seeming to lose it. Uh, he's acting, I think he's a little, he's overacting at this point. Um, he said he threw out the battery in the camera, and then, uh, it came back somehow, they got back in and started recording him. And he said, Sophia's next. And now, then it shows Gavin, um, he set up a website, butterflykissesmovie.com, and he's and he his gimmick, he has a whole gimmick now to promote this, and uh, he's running from uh, for 24 hours, midnight to 1 a.m. He's gonna play all the footage from the tapes, and people can judge for themselves if it's real. And he his attempt is to sell the footage to the highest bidder, and then he goes on uh, he's a guest on a radio show promoting the website and this whole thing to get more exposure for it and uh he's got all these calls again everybody's saying they think it's bogus nobody's buying it then something interesting happens um ed sanchez the director of blair witch calls into the radio show and this we had to research but I guess it, and it really was him so like okay that's cool yeah it was cool one thing that Sanchez points out, he goes, how it's so coincidental that the camera just happens to be on all the time, all these weird occurrences happen, saying, like, it's, it's like it's basically it's the oldest trick in the book. Uh, then Gavin goes back to his house, and he picks up a letter and just starts crying, so basically his wife uh, gave him a Dear John letter, um, basically because he spent all the money on making the movie. He explains that to the the crew. Um Laura wouldn't leave me for that though, of course, right? Of
1: course I would. Pay <laughs> <By> your bills. <balance. laughs>
0: um then they uh then they have from uh Sophia's recordings, supposed to be all this live news footage that she saved. And when it shows the, the reporters talking in the background, like they're outside, you see peeping Tom in the background in all these shots. Right. So that was, that was a, a nice touch, I thought. Um, then it says Gavin just stopped talking to the crew altogether. Right, so.
1: He just disappears. Yeah. They uh, said they couldn't find him for days. Yep. Something like that.
0: Yeah, so we're just like, okay, that's kind of odd. You know, it was like, well, maybe the guy just needs time after the whole issue with his wife and everything. You know, who knows at that point. And just go on the radio show and, getting heckled right at these paranormal meetings you know it's just all like uh too much for the guy to handle you're just assuming so uh and Sophia, she shows film and uh how uh, he has a, a camera set up at his house and this is and it shows pretty much like his death right i mean they don't really say he died but you're just kind of assuming it right because they said he's missing Right. And this is where you get a really, cl- like, the one, like, jump scare in the movie. You see uh, Feldman there, and then all of a sudden just pops up in, the, in your face.
1: Um, it was good. It was effective jump scare. Yeah.
0: Now, this was really interesting, because we were still kind of questioning, okay, what's real, what's bogus in this? Um, when they looked at, uh, they started investigating this footage of the Peeping Tom popping out, uh, they paused it, and they saw the reflection in his eye was the point of view of Feldman the night they saw him on the train tracks. So that was the one thing they're kind of like, okay, like how did they create this? It's kind of like hard to fake something like that, right? Yep. So then you're kind of like, okay, well maybe this isn't fake after all. Then the uh, the crew gets a a package in the mail, and it's uh, and they open it up, and it's Feldman's notebook. They're going through that, looking at it. Then it has a motel key card. They go to the motel room, and in there they have drawings of Peeping Tom just all over the walls. They have a camera on the desk. And then uh, Gavin's there in the bathtub, But apparently he died of heart failure at 39 years old. So then uh, Sophia's talking... And that,
1: that was, was a good was a, scene, too, the way they showed his face.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It was... Uh,
1: good makeup everything it was freaky
0: yeah (laughs) i liked it yeah um then sophia's talking to camera saying uh she steered for an hour straight in the tunnel again she's kind of like erratic again and um then they show the scene where the movie started where she's in the room talking then it kind of goes into more a little more detail and she goes she says she knows how to beat him, meaning the Peeping Tom. She goes, you can't beat Peeping Tom, um, but, she goes, but I can. And then this is, <laughs> this is where she takes a razor blade out and starts, and she cuts off.
1: Oh, is her, it, glass?
0: Ah. Uh, what, I, I Whatever, know. Yeah, I know she it cuts, doesn't matter. Yeah, she cuts off... It's a lot easier to cut your eyelids with a razor blade than glass. I'm going to take a while to guess. Oh, no, right?
1: know. just like, never mind. But, okay, it's so like, she cuts it. A, a
0: sharp <laughs> object, right? This. this is, so she she shows her, and I was like... The acting, again, is a little exaggerated, the acting, right? And that, that scene...
1: Yeah,
0: but it was decent. But, uh... So then you're watching, you're like, okay, well, that was, that was good. I thought, you know, the way that that ended. Um, but what happened
1: to Sophia?
0: They, they, well, then they have an after credit scene, and it shows Sophia in a room, like, bloody and, like, kind of, like, acting crazy. Mm-hmm. So, I thought it was a good movie. Not a great movie, but a good movie. What's your opinion, Laura?
1: I thought it was a good movie. Like, uh, when it first started, and I started seeing the interviews, and then, like, the the movie part of it, where he finds the tapes, Mm -hmm. it has the same aspects that I like of interview-first movie, like Hell House, LLC. Mm -hmm. Same reason I like that. But I found it to be interview-heavy. Yes. After doing some research, I realized that that's how the director wanted this to be. Yeah. And I have a different appreciation for the movie.
0: Yeah, because we both as a viewer we're like okay we kind of wanted to see a mix of you know uh the peeping tom character maybe like a 50 50 of that and the interviews right like that was your what you thought was gonna happen right
1: right i would definitely like to see more about peeping tom the character itself if there's another movie done to dive further into him there's some movies i know i've said this in past episodes that they show too much um insidious Okay. Once they showed the creature completely, like you know, the red face, and I was over it. He's not scary. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Almost like Darth Maul. Like, yeah. Yes. So, so in, in that in me, that sense, you're right. So you're kind of like swaying me now to say, okay, that's that's a, you have a good point.
1: Yes. And they they, he, they did him so creepily. They didn't over show him. They didn't do it too much. But I would like more.
0: And the black and white helps because this is low budget. It's low budget, and you can hide, they they mentioned they can hide more things in black and white, and you can, and it also makes it creepier in a horror movie to have it black and white. Right. As opposed to color. So, I mean, so there are positive things, and when we said we went down the rabbit hole watching a bunch of found footage movies, and this was definitely one of the better ones, because there are some terrible ones. I mean, there's a ton of found footage movies.
1: Yeah, there are especially on tubi
0: tubi yes so this like, is where I have a to watch list watch
1: movies to watch so any recommendations
0: yes so yeah so that's yeah we saw this on tubi um laura what do you rate this movie
1: um i'll give it a six okay like like i said i, I had to think about it like it was it was a good movie it was solid uh after learning a, a bit more about it, I have more of appreciation yeah. for it. And now I understand what he was trying to do with it. Yeah, a six.
0: And I think, yeah, and this is the type of thing with, you know, more experience, I think Eric Christopher Myers is going to do better things. So, you know, w- once he starts getting more things out, uh, I'm going to give it a 6.5 on the Deadite scale. 6.5 Deadites. Deadites. <laughs> yeah, so definitely uh, this is... If you like something like Blair Witch, it all depends on what type of movies you like. I would say it's in that vein of, like, the. there's all different types of found footage movies. More in that vein of found footage. Right. So...
1: And let's put it this way. If he comes out with something else, I'm going to watch it.
0: Yeah. Because no, I of agree. his mindset. I agree. Because, I mean, he did put time and effort, and he really did try, especially that he set things up with this whole... You know, the folklore of the Peeping Tom character before the movie that's why it's it's similar to Blair Witch in that sense, so he's trying to keep have this out there and you know it, it, um, so people can see if this is actually legitimate now and now people actually believe that Peeping Tom is a real character yes, I
1: even found a youtube one youtube video one where she said she's never heard of the Peeping Tom before, and there's a whole video on it
0: so I, I gotta give him. <laughs> credit for for starting this off and then having it now still after two years or still right this is actually like picking up that the movie's released
1: all right then i'll go with 6.5 i okay. go with you all
0: right <laughs>
1: so, so you swayed me all
0: right
1: so i went searching online and found this article in chesapeake horror this character is known as peeping tom the blank man the peeper Ilchester the molester and a flickergeist Though seen in various areas throughout the world, none is more disturbing than the legend of the Blink Man of Ilchester. Local residents tell a strange tale of terror involving this particular flickergeist. The legend states that if a person stands at the far end of Ilchester Tunnel at 11pm and is able to accomplish the incredible feat of staring for a solid hour until the stroke of midnight, Peeping Tom, the Blink Man, will appear at the far end. Not an easy act to realize. The story is accompanied by tales of those who are able to stare and see Peeping Tom. Once the shadowy presence of Peeping Tom has been drawn out into view, the viewer cannot stop seeing him. It is said that every time the viewer then blinks, Peeping Tom gets slightly closer. Eventually, the apparition will be so close to the viewer that it is said that they can feel his long eyelashes rubbing their face in an attempt to force the viewer to blink one final time. So after finding that story, um, I went on to find an article from Puff, P-U-F-F, and it was talking horror with Butterfly Kisses director, Eric Christopher Myers. And in this um, article, he was asked some interview questions. And he says he was inspired by the location that appears in the story. The Ellicott City, which is located in Baltimore, Maryland, Um, has a very New England feel to it, particularly the historic district. Houses are perched on cliffs, and a river runs through the town. Naturally, the area is reputedly haunted, and nearly every shop or tavern has a ghost story or three, such that there are walking tours of paranormal hotspots all year round. So the specific location that he selected, the Ilchester Tunnel, um, is a train tunnel cut into the side of a cliff, and accessible only by a trestle that spans the Patapsco River it's a faintly ominous place made all the more so by the remnants of the train station that was washed away by an unexpected flood decades ago, um, as well as the adjacent ruins of a college that was destroyed by fire. Um, the tunnel is a popular hot spot for teenagers looking to scare themselves silly at night. Interestingly, for all that, there was never any particular boogeyman who emerged from all the tellings and retellings and I thought it would be fun to invent one for Butterfly Kisses, who had rules and rituals specific to that location, and also evoke familiar stories like Bloody Mary while still being its own thing. My hope is that people from the area will see Butterfly Kisses, and in a bit of mass false memory syndrome hysteria, will misremember having heard of Peeping Tom and assume that the legend, if not the film, is true." So.
0: Now this is the thing that was confusing because we did research after uh, you know watching it. The first few articles that we both read made it out like this was a real like urban legend like Slender Man something of that nature, right? Right. Yeah, because I read one on Creepy Pasta, which usually is known for those type of uh, you know articles, and that's the first one I came across. And I think there was a like a like a Maryland patch. And both talking like this is a real type of urban legend, and then when you read that, I was like, you know what? He did a really good job, uh, Myers, tricking people <laughs> into thinking that this is an actual urban legend. Absolutely,
1: you know? and I was one of those people. Yes, because uh, I was like, oh, this is real. I actually want to still visit the place now. Yeah, Maryland. It very cool,
0: and it is cool looking, like you know, uh, the location, of the film. Absolutely. Now after we did all this research and found all this information, I actually like the movie better now because of all this. Dude, I don't know what your opinion is, Laura, on that.
1: Yeah, I agree with you.
0: It actually, right? It makes it more interesting. It definitely
1: I, I... makes it more interesting. In conclusion, like in the case of Slenderman, who was created in a forum in 2009, if enough people believe in the idea. Do we have the ability to give the entity the power to materialize? If you have watched this movie or visited the tunnel, drop a comment on our Instagram feed.
0: Don't blink! If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a 5-star review on whatever platform you listen to it on. Also, please share this podcast with others. To follow us on Instagram, please go to shocking.things.podcast and to like us on Facebook... It's at shocking things Podcast. Our email is ShockingThingsPodcast at gmail.com and you can leave a voice message that's located in the show notes. And until next time, try and enjoy the daylight.